dear. Rana. How are, how are you, Rana? There's a lot going on in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't know. This is really more of a Patreon conversation. I don't really have time to get into it. But okay. I, the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce is, I want to know who his Lawrence Sanchez was. And then they, there was a tiny little article in the Daily Mail about how he has some girlfriend from 200 years ago. She's 70. He's 67. Okay. And that every year he's allowed to go spend the weekend with her. One weekend a year. They have a weekend I have day. not heard about this. That's not why they're getting divorced, of course. But right, because that was already allowed. Yeah. They go to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where she has a place, and they stroll around together. And they talk about the future of tech and the world. Right. And I wow. thought, oh, I wish I had that arrangement. Well, how, what do you think of? What do I think of the fact that my litigator is at the same firm as the, the person that Bill hired to deal with the divorce? Well, what I was actually going to ask is Pardon how, me? how do you fancy Did you know the, that? I didn't. Yeah. How do you fancy the name Rana Gates? Oh, I don't think Bill and I are compatible. I think I was I'm say, more you go compatible with, with Melinda than I am Me with too, Bill. actually. I I mean, <laughs> Bill should be both of our types more than Melinda, but yeah. Melinda's more my speed, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm very curious how it's going to affect the foundation, affect their vaccine work, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. But I think that it probably won't at all. I think they'll keep doing what they're doing and that they I do too, are committed they- to changing the world, both of them. They both, they really, it's it's a two-hander, all the work they do. So yeah. I would I would think that they would both still continue it's very impressive, that. yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. But then you also see Jeff Bezos' ex also just all of a sudden becoming this en- enormous, philan- you know, philan- philanthropist. Ph- philanthropic, yeah. your subsequent. Yes. Uh, but philanthropist. She, but the thing about her, which is sort of fabulous, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't give a dollar away. Right. But she's he given not billions already. I know. And this was her way of sort of sticking it to him in the first right. year of the divorce, saying, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? All of this money yeah. that I've been trying to get you to give away for all these uh-huh. years. So there we are. Now, we have not one, not two, but three updates. I want to see if we can get to them. Let's and, do this. And, and I want to get, get right into them. We actually have some fabulous reviews, which I hope we're going to get to, but we'll see. Yes, uh, we will say. But these were all very fresh and from very recent episodes. So I thought we would quickly get to these uh, to these updates. So the first one is from the fabulous episode we did with the fabulous Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, who was the yes. fabulous author of The Fabulous Good Company. Yes. And this question, you know, was about the, the yeah. guy who was upset about his father's guitars. The guitars. And, exactly. Yeah. So here's an update. Hi, Ron and Brian. I'm Andy with the guitars. Thank you so much for your advice today. I agree that I should explore therapy and should have included that sentiment in my email. Obviously, this fruit didn't and the parentheses gay joke didn't fall far from the angry tree. And I have been working on being less angry these past few years, but I do need a little more than sheer determination to tackle my bigger issues. Hearing Brian mention his relationship with his parents on Ask Rana, throwing shade or attitudes over the years always makes me think of my situation with my parents. I'm happy I got to hear his perspective on this whole thing. Cynthia Dupree Sweeney's advice was wonderful, and I'm so eager to get <laughs> reading. Thanks for the books and the advice. And the sensitivity. I have to stop writing, Andy. So nice. Did you notice who he did didn't thank for their advice? Okay, Rana. 
I think that's the first time that's happened to you. Well, I think Do you that- know how often no one ever, <laughs> this might be the first time someone has thanked me for my advice. I think we know what Andy thought of Rana's advice on that episode. Well, Rana, this is the first time this has happened to you. Get, th- th- welcome to my world. Doesn't mean, it, <laughs> doesn't mean it was bad advice. We just know what Andy thought of that advice. That's well, your advice was therapy. That was your, I, I mean, you did yes, say that. Yes, but my advice was also to take a little bit of responsibility in the dynamic. And I'm not sure Andy loved, loved that advice. Sure, sure. Now, this next one is another great one. Shall yes. you read this one or shall I? You read this one. I'll read the one after. Fabulous. So this was from the episode we did with Greta Teitelman, episode 77. And uh, this was about that friend's creepy husband who oh, really yes. went out of bounds when they were watching a movie Completely, one night. yeah. Dear Rana and Brian and guest Greta, we'll pass it on to her. I paused this week's email to send this email. Wait, I paused this week's episode to send this email. Thank you so much for your compassionate and perfect answer to the question about the friend's creepo husband. I related a lot to the writer's experience, and so your advice felt like it was for me too. As a woman who's had possum moments like hers, it was so affirming to hear your discussion about the writer not being at fault. I appreciated your always on-point insight and advice. XX, Mary. I love it. I love when we get these follow-ups. I love them. Me too. It's uh, uh, it's encouraging. Yeah. And this is, and I guess this sort of, maybe they're more weighing in than follow-ups. I mean, Andy's was a true follow-up. Right. Mary's yeah. was a weighing in. These of, are people weighing in. Correct. But I love that they take the time to write to us. I'm not encouraging everyone to. No. Okay. My mailbag no. is pretty full. But I got to say, so far, Andy and Mary have kept it to one paragraph wrong. But when it's a thoughtful response, not just a, oh, thought you'd love to know everything I think about everything, but a thoughtful response, I really enjoy. Exactly. I'm with you there. Now, this one's kind of fun. This is Now, remember the woman wrote in to us and said she was dating the guy that was recently divorced. She had been having an affair with him before. And now what does she do? Exactly, because yeah. he's not yeah. introducing her to the kids and she feels sort of still yeah. It's not going anywhere. It's not right. going anywhere. Exactly. Dear Rana, Brian with a capital Y, an esteemed guest Very who's nice. not here with us yes, but we're, yet, but we're getting excited. Yeah. I'm writing to offer additional advice to the woman who is stuck in the dead-end relationship with the now-divorced guy. I went through something very similar with my now husband of 17 years. Wow. Now, remember we were saying in, in many ways it's about how the story ends. It's not about how the story begins. But yes. we started dating right before the divorce, and a year later he was still ambivalent about making a commitment. And I had met his teenage children many times. Okay. Rana is right. While they may have some brat-like qualities, what they went through is very raw. And it doesn't matter if they know you were involved with him before the divorce or not. They will blame you no matter what, because the alternative that their mom contributed something to the split is unbearable for them. Mm-hmm. Fighting about the kids will do nothing but further the wedge between you. Mm-hmm. Excellent advice. Yes. Rana's advice was in all caps, Andy, pardon me, spot on. You feeling better now, Rana? Is your confidence boosted? <laughs> <laughs> My confidence didn't take a hit. I just thought Andy needed to Andy needs to confront a few things. He doesn't feel like confronting. Okay. You need to walk away. 
he probably is dating someone else. My husband was pursuing another relationship as well to see if it was better than as, and then chose the rela- and then choose the relationship he wanted most. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. When I found out, I informed him I was making the choice for him and said goodbye. I also stipulated that there was to be no contact between us whatsoever. We were not friends, which is very difficult to be sure when you have spent so much of your life with someone. Of course. Let him live his life without you. But do not look at the split as temporary. You have to move on. Go out on dates. Difficult in a pandemic, I know. Even if you have a lot of dates, you will be taking, uh, even if you have a lot of first dates, you will be taking steps to move forward. In the end, just as I was emerging from my grief and had done some healing, my husband decided that our relationship was worth fighting for. I took a risk and decided to try again. Believe me, it was not easy. It took a few years of therapy and working on issues of trust before we were truly back together. And there were bumps along the way. We did finally get to a point where we were both comfortable that the other person was committed to the relationship. We got married, had a beautiful daughter, and today we have a lovely blended family with my daughter's half-siblings and their mom who remarried as well. Make no mistake, it takes time and effort. And I'm guessing my situation is the exception, not the rule. Rana is right. You have to take back power over your own destiny. I wish you strength and healing. Please don't use my name. P.S. Ignore all the advice Brian gave you. Wow. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. I don't either. Probably involved a tragedy. By the coat. way, it's a given that my advice is ignored on this show. There's that no is, doubt about it. It is not. You give oh, fabulous advice is. and then occasionally it, it gets a little is. Looney Tunes. I don't, but but the thing is, I don't mind it. Like I, I know that people are not here to hear what I have to say seriously. I they're think they to, are. I think they're here to 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 hear what I have to say when I spin out of control, which frankly I am too. You think but, they like the fun stuff, not the sure. serious stuff. Sure. I think they're here for all of it. That's what I really think. I remember what I did. I remember my advice. Oh, yeah? What was it? Dress up like a little bunny and put yes, blood on your face. That's right. Then, which actually, <laughs> that was perfect advice. And then the other thing <laughs> was to put on a wedding dress. <laughs> How dare this writer? I hope she never writes in again. How dare you? My advice is brilliant. Yeah, tell her she's kicked out of the carriage house. No question. Uh, So there we are. And we have a couple of fun reviews. Should we read those really quickly before we get to our fabulous guest? Okay. Brady Stapleton, I love that name, says, What a gem. I discovered Ms. Ms. Glickman through Mm. her delightful performance on the Bitch Sesh Christmas show and was overjoyed to discover I could get a dose of her every single week. Casey Wilson's book out now, The Wreckage of My Presence, a book of essays, came out May 4th. Seeing it everywhere. Get your carpet, yeah. Uh, now that I'm a Carriage House member, I get her even more often. The banter between these two has me in stitches while I cook dinner each evening. And can we talk about the all caps taste level on display here. Excuse me. My fiance can't help but laugh when yet another of her product recommendations shows up on our doorstep. I love that. I hate to say it, but Ask Rana has officially usurped Bitch Sesh as my favorite <gasps> podcast. Don't, those are, don't you Scandalous. drive a wedge between Scandalous. us. Scandalous. Don't you dare. Try those are our sisters. Yes, exactly. Thanks for all the laughs, you two. Kiss, kiss. 
Wonderful. And, and uh, Up and Gone says, the, the title is Marble Wood or Marble Head? Beefsteak Tomato <laughs> or Tomato? And then he put an E. Maybe he's Toma- trying to say tomato, tomato. Tomato or Tomato, yeah. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Ask Rana. No, excuse me. I'll read it how he wrote it. Ask Rona with Ugh. Brian, capital Y. Gives me everything I need for my ear hole wank bank. Oh my God. <laughs> you were doing my, so well. Ask Rona. My ear hole wank bank. Wank bank. That's yeah. pretty. Fill Hysterical. your ear hole wank bank with the Ask Rona podcast. Uh, Shannon Bell. What a treat. Listen, folks, I love podcasts. I listen to probably five hours of podcasts a day, if not more, excuse me. About three quarters of those wow, hours. Wow, what else are you doing? No kidding. Are you a are sculptor? We- I can't imagine who else has five hours to listen to podcasts. I know. Yeah. A baker, maybe? Yeah, baker. About three quarters of those hours are Rana and Brian. All cap again. I mean, the Y is a capitalized. This is a real theme today. Tuesdays and Fridays, Patreon subscriber here, I am treated to a new episode, and the other days I'm going through their back catalog. I know I am a generous laugher, but this show has me blurt laughing all the time. I've never heard that. Neither have I. Blurt, blurt laughing. laughing. Blurting That's it great. out. I love that. Paul Blurt, Mall Curb. Curb. They, <laughs> they also have moments of sweet, sincere realness that rounds this podcast out. Five stars and five stars only. Kiss, kiss. Look how simple that was. That's right. They sent us a beautiful review. They hit five stars, five stars only, which took one and a half seconds. Yep. And I bet they're all subscribed to the feed. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I just want to say one more time, thank you for finally unlocking Jordan's office in the carriage house. Because I have to say, I've really, that's really enjoyed- Yeah, it's really a storage room. But if you want to think oh. of it as an office, that's fine with me. Oh, it's really nice for a yeah. storage room. It's got all of Jordan's college and high school books on the shelf behind Yes, I yeah, noticed. Because I don't like to throw them out because he writes notes in them, you know. It's actually, yeah, you know, well, no, I've been it's finding- whole, I've definitely It's a whole been education finding- that's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of education on the shelf It sure is. You. And boy, does he do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does he doodle in those margins, Ron? You don't even yeah. want to know. I mean, what a No, of course I don't mind giving you access to the cozy little den. Finally. Yeah. Do you know that? I want everyone to know this has been locked up since I got here because Rana didn't want me to look at any of his work, should there be any in here. As yeah. if it were manderly, Rana. Well, I. <laughs> oh, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to record in there from now on, that's okay with me. Thanks, Rana. Maybe I we'll do. Ta- I really enjoy. Maybe that. we'll talk about turning it into a little bit more of a podcast studio for you, but <gasps> that would be in the fall. Wanna. I can't take that on over the winter. No, I uh, over the summer. I have so many fun things coming for these people, and that's all I'm going to say. I I can't wait. I can't rest for a minute. I've got to. I need to get my head examined. I'm not. I mean, I'm just. You know. You I'm really. Just, I'm too on top of it. That's what yes. I would say about myself. Well, if you, want to take us, if you want to take us for massages or spa days, you just let me know. Rana. Yeah. Well, now that you're fully vaccine, vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we'll you think just, about it. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- wherever you pick, I'll let you take care of it. Oh, we're due for a getaway. That's no question. No. I yeah. was honestly about to say no shit. Can you believe that? No. Yes, kidding. I can. <laughs> I actually can. All right. I guess. Yeah, should we let Jamie her Jamie Loftus. Yes. I let's can't do it. wait. Can't wait. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor Dirt FM. 
Anka is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Rana. Rana. I'm conflicted about this. Why, you think she's a troublemaker? I guess today, I know she is. She's from Brockton, excuse me. I guess today is from the South Shore. And I'm learning all about this now. And this so has been we bring a big her on theme. to threaten her with our this North Shore big, vibes? Well, okay. no, what we're trying to do is extend an olive branch. I see. Because this is, we've been getting a lot of guff about this. We had somebody write in a couple of weeks ago and say they were listening. They never thought they could like a North Shore duo, but here we were. That's right. Our guest today is not oh. only an actor, a comedian, oh, a right. writer. She's so effing funny, Ron. An animator. Pardon me. Titanic babies. Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) She's all over Twitter, which normally is a mark against a person, but in this case is a total compliment because she's hysterical. She's actually the real deal. I spent, I want to say six minutes yesterday on her website, watching a video of hot dogs being made in a factory. And I'll never, and I'll never be the same after that. I just oh, want to oh, say. Isn't, it wasn't like the Crayola Mister Rogers. It was. Thing. We're going to find like, out what it was in about two seconds because that's my first question. Great, ladies and gentlemen, the South Shore Zone. Jamie left us. Believe it. Hi. Hi, Jamie. What is what's uh, up with the hot dog video? Please tell me everything Look. I need to know about and where you got that. I wonder if you found that hot dog video, if you shot that hot dog video. I want to know what's going on. I wish I shot the hot dog video. I found it's from that show, um, How It's Made, where they do show you how you make the Crayola crayons, but it's you can't they're they're trying to like apply that approach. To hot dogs, but it's okay. but it's too disgusting. But it's shot exactly like uh, making something adorable. It God. is. I, it's I need. Do you know where right. that factory is? <laughs> I think it's in New Jersey. I've been. I, I've. It's good timing on me knowing a lot about hot dogs. I'm pretty sure the factory they shot in was in New Jersey. There's a bunch in New Jersey. Well. It is incredible because on the one hand, what you want to say So are say you telling is, me that when we say we're having a New York hot dog, we're having a New Jersey hot dog? Is that what's in the cards? Yes. Wow. Yes, almost, almost uh, most of the time you're actually eating. If, you're, if it's like prepackaged, it was made in New Jersey. And it seems like people who are from New Jersey really want you to know, but New York, you know, they've been hiding it. They, they're still conning. It's, it's yeah. so funny yeah. that you say yeah. that because yesterday somebody sent me the link to something about a New Jersey pizza. And I said, come on. I'm what not playing this. Who cares what it means? Well, they're using <laughs> the same water, aren't they? Who cares what it means? I'm not looking for a New Jersey. Oh, what? Is this an authentic New Jersey pie? Is that what I'm looking for? No. 
Okay. Well, that doesn't I sound good. I'm at not all. looking for a New Jersey bagel. I'm not looking for a New Jersey pizza. It but might it's the be same delicious. Water. And you can send it to me, but you don't have to sell it to me as a New Jersey pie. Anything <laughs> sold as New Jersey is for people from New Jersey. That's it. They're the we'll only tell, people that could be looking for it. We'll tell that to James Gandolfini, Rana. I mean, you can't. But, but you even he come. was over he was over the bridge and under the tunnel all the time going back into the city. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Jamie, obviously yes. you have your terrific Bechtel podcast too. By the way, Alison Bechtel was on Terry Gross this morning. I, I heard her talking about right? her obsession with working out. Really? Um, yeah, wow. just just how it has fucked with her mind for so long, but also um, how she grew up watching Jack LaLanne and got really into martial arts. And it was a really interesting huh. conversation. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. But cool. uh, And then they played excerpts of Fun Home, which was great. But mm-hmm. uh, also you have a, cartoon a cartoon you're coming out with a podcast about kathy the cartoon yeah. get out of yeah. here talk tell, yeah, us, everything. tell us everything kathy Goosewhite. is that yes. her last name yeah i never well knew that's that. the name of the woman who draws kathy i don't I know see. what actual kathy's last name is sure that's yeah. i don't know if the if the comic kathy has a last name she's what is that Mon- mononymous is that right uh, maybe. meaning she only has she's one like, name yeah Maybe. She's she like Oprah. There's, Oprah. She's yeah. she's the Beyonce of the funny pages. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, I've been working on it for a little bit, uh, and I've been talking to Kathy Guyswhite a lot, uh, and just like tracing how because she was like one of the first women to have her own, you know, to because there were a lot of yeah. uh, female characters on the funny pages, but they were all written by men. So she was like one of the first women to write about uh, women's experience day to day. Um, from the 70s and all the way through 2010. And she took a lot of heat for it, always over basically nothing. Right. Um, and so it's just like a look at her stuff. Alison Bechtel comes out uh, comes up a lot in the show because it's also a look at um, the experiences that weren't being discussed in like main newspapers day to day. So um so yeah it's just all about kathy and then there's like you, you get kind of to like the darker side of the funny pages and into like the the dilbert stuff and the scott adams stuff there's like there's the a misogynist there's, sort of uh like fashy right light wing yeah 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 right. it's uh the scott adams stuff does hurt my head but i'm pretty sure Will he you has remind like, me which one who's, is who's scott, scott adams, adams? Or i don't know who that else? is He's Dilbert. He made Dilbert. And I think that he has like a pool that's shaped like Dilbert. He got really into Trump and wrote all these books about how he's like a persuasion expert. Incel. Isn't Dilbert sort of an incel? Uh, Sort of is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, He is a full on incel. Yeah. Even though he's shaped like a penis. He's. (laughs) Right. He is sort of. He sort of is. He's sort of a fat, short penis. Right. He he is. Yeah. And he's got that little. What do they call that again, Brian? Erection. Um, I don't know. A doorknob. A chode, I believe. Oh, a a chode. (laughs) He is shaped like a chode. Can I tell you something, Jamie? Ron (laughs) acts so offended whenever I say anything remotely in the world of being filthy. I learned that from you, and I. Cho, you did not learn from me. I learned it from Big Mouth. That's the truth. I Fine, learned it but from also, Big guess Mouth. what I learned from Rana? Cleveland Steamer. So she's going to act like she's, you know, Wait, above I don't it know all. What that is. Well, we're a not Cle- going to talk about wait, it. Wait, now okay. I can't remember. Is no, it with someone? Not. Excuse me. 
Yeah, we're not. We're not going to talk about it. It's in the realm of of a uh, uh, please dirty Sanchez, but it's I think worse. Is it when someone oh. poops on your chest? <sighs> you know what? what the show, you guys the show is over in the North now. Shore. The show is over. Do you see what you've done, Brian? I started out saying you we started were out so saying classy and you so dignified <laughs> that we were extending an olive branch to the South Shore. You started out saying, and now you have made us look like the South Shore. Well, Jamie, that by the end of this episode, happened. I'm going to tell you what a Cleveland steamer is. This is free okay. feed I'm, South Shore behavior. That's what this uh, is. I'll bring it to the South Shore. I'll bring the not. I don't know. I don't know if people down there know what. The oh, they know. Steamer is. They know what it is. Get out <laughs> of here, Jamie. Nice. One try. more question for Jamie for your Bechtel <laughs> yeah. podcast. What were 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 there maybe more movies this year that passed that test than others? Like I feel like Nomadland had to have passed that test, right? Yeah, that it, one. It's a shame that you passed. can only think of like one. But tell yeah. people what the Bechtel test is so they understand. I mean, I'm sure our listeners know, but tell them anyway. Uh, so the Bechtel test, it was like invented by Alison Bechtel, just like in one of her comic strips. But uh, it, uh, it requires that like two characters, uh, two female characters with names talk about something other than a man for two lines of dialogue in yeah. whatever TV movies, whatever. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I mean, I think like more it's weird. I feel like there's a lot of movies that pass it now, but only because they like it's such a commonly known thing at this point that they're like, oh, we have to pass the Bechtel test, right. but but like those characters don't actually matter, and it's still like they right. don't, they don't have anything to do. But it technically passes. Is that the only test? I thought there were four quadrants to it for some reason. I can't remember why. I think but I that's guess it. It's, that's it. That's all you so. have to do is right. not talk not talk about be, a man. You would be stunned. You could probably count on one hand how many movies every year have it. Yeah, pass it. And you can it's watch wild, an entire yeah. series like Sex in the City and maybe one or two times they pass it out of like six seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's that's entirely not the point of that show. But you're right. But it it's, is a female driven show, so you would think that they would right, about four women. One yeah. and two. I know in my own private life, all I do is talk about my relationship all of the time. There's no nothing else that I discuss with any of my female than friends. Men. Sure, yeah. Rana. Sure. Most people, I think, mm-hmm. avoid other than when you're very young or first sort of starting out, avoid talking about their relationship after right. a certain age. That's what, I mean, well, that's mm-hmm. also why there's no movies about older women, I suppose. But it's they stop talking the about men. And men want to be <laughs> in the conversation at all times. They love sure. to be in the conversation. Now, True. Jamie, this show is a show where yeah. people write in to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need advice. Yeah. We're going to give it to them. Okay. Yeah, is it going to be good advice? We sure hope so. <laughs> but if like it, it isn't, is... that's for them to decide. I feel like I've it's going to be some great really advice good. on this show. Really? Oh, no, we give terrific advice. There's no question. But sometimes yeah. they can't hear it. They just can't hear it, even though, they, even though they've we written to us. We had an incident this morning. Jamie, we did. <gasps> yeah. Where someone wrote in and said they loved my advice, but yeah. sort of brushed over, like, did, and then said they loved and our they guest loved advice. And they loved the guest's advice. And they loved the guest. But they, they left and they Rana's loved the advice show. out. But yeah. And wow. Rana said, because Rana's advice was, I think that person needs to take more responsibility for their part in this. It was deafening. And so the that silence was deafening. Her. That's right. Yeah. So that's. Wow, what do you do? What do you are you okay? Me? Yeah. Does, do I seem okay? No, you I'm seem fine. <laughs> no, I'm I am absolutely fantastic. I just think I just thought it was sort of interesting that this guy who it's really did need some advice didn't want the harsh advice. But, but Jamie, there I'll we tell are. you. 
yeah. on my personal mm-hmm. scorecard that I keep in my wallet, it felt so good to write that slash mark today. I got to tell you. Brian has a you. whiteboard he's set up in that office that has Absolutely. R- Rana one, Brian, you know, four, Five thousand, million. four million. Exactly. Right, exactly. Um, all right, dear. So shall we get started with our first question here? Let's do it, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you like to read it or would you I like to I suppose I would just because it's sitting here. I'll read it. Okay. Great. And you could read the, the next one. Fabulous. Dear Rhonda and Brian, I desperately need some advice about how to do, de- and they should have said guest and they didn't, but there You're we right. are. Well, Dear mm-hmm. Rhonda and Brian and darling Jamie Loftus, who brought us the oh. hot dog video. What's your, tell people your website so they can go to the hot dog video. Oh, it's uh, jamieloftus.xyz if you want to see the hot dog video. Yeah. Or just reach out to me personally and I'll, I'll just send you the link. It's on Fabulous. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because on the one hand, it's an incredibly upsetting video. It's very calming and very upsetting. And on the mm-hmm. other hand, I don't know why anybody thought any better of a hot dog. The stories right. we know about hot dogs what they say they're made of, where they come, da, da, da. This actually was probably the best. This was the fairy tale version of what a hot dog could be. But it's when upsetting you, to me mainly because <laughs> it, there is like- substances. The When it becomes powder, they the lose The water me, like, is the most upsetting part. When they, and the, the flavor water and oh I mean the whole- God. And then, and what they do that's crazy is they reconstitute it and then they spray it with, I don't know, bleach- and then they cook it, and then they, the things that happen to to ingredients to then call them food, that's really the craziest part about it, is you think, can this be food? Yeah. And then you realize it's a hot dog. And you think, what did you think a hot dog was? But I guess I never thought it was this. There's too right? many steps. It looks it's like incredible. real food at one point in the process, but then that's it stops. like five steps before it's done. Yeah. Then it comes back again. And then you think it's a hot, <laughs> is it a hot dog? And then you think it can't be a hot dog. It has to be something else. It has to be something plastic that they're making. And then it becomes a hot dog again. Well, how do you think they make dog. sculptures, Rana? I, 3D printing. I think everything is made by 3D printing now. Fair I enough. can't wait to get a 3D printer so to I can me, make, to make me, myself a new Jamie, eye. To me, Jamie and Rana, art is art. <laughs> Well, I you're going to love this video, Brian. You, you're going to watch it four times. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I desperately yeah, need you- some advice about how to deal with a recent problem in my relationship. We've been together for five years and recently got engaged. We unfortunately have realized post-engagement with, that we are complete opposites in all caps when it comes wow. to our visions of a wedding. I come from a big family oh. and I'm usually the one to compromise <laughs> or find it. Yeah. A little slightly better. I was like, jeez. Uh, uh, and I'm usually the one to compromise or find a solution easily. My partner is an only child from a small family and she often struggles to compromise without seeing it as a negative, not getting what she wants instead of a way to give us both some of what we want. She seems to have a wedding fantasy in mind. Well, I just want something that feels queer and authentic. My partner has many ideas for a lavish wedding ceremony that change based on what inspires her at the time. She wants to have a big ceremony where her family is very involved. And trust me, they are already very involved in the rest of our lives. She also insists that almost everyone she has ever known should be invited, plus their kids. 
She has pitched a wedding at a sleepaway camp for a weekend, a formal religious ceremony at a synagogue with traditional vows, despite the fact that we don't believe in God, that she, though she is Jewish, or a large outdoor wedding at a big venue. She seems to avoid any consideration of the high cost of these plans, which we absolutely could not afford. I have deep-seated issues with my family that mean they may that mean they might be invited, but I definitely do not want them involved in the ceremony itself. I also had a rough time growing up as a soft butch in Arizona that makes me pretty uncomfortable feeling on display to a bunch of straight people I don't know. I am open to a larger ceremony, but one we can actually afford, exclamation point. I suggested we elope in a small and intimate ceremony now and then save up for a larger celebration later. This would allow me to feel comfortable and authentic about, authentic about my identity while still giving her the patty she craves. That was a no-go. I tried suggesting having two celebrations, one on the East Coast where she is from and one on the West Coast where I am from to accommodate our different ideas. But she got jealous of the West Coast celebration and wanted her close family <laughs> and friends invited to both. <sighs> We are a good match in so many ways, but this one and and all the disagreements about planning a ceremony have totally taken the fun out of being engaged, exclamation point. How can I plan a wedding with this high-strung, uncompromising only child from New York so she can marry a laid-back, heteronormativity-rejecting butch from Arizona? Best, I want to marry you, but not like that. Wow. Wow. Jamie, have you ever been married? Are you? I've never been married. Can't say that I have. Yeah. What do you think of this? I feel, I feel for them. I mean, but it's, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if this is too much of a, of a punishment approach, but it's like, if, if the budget is the issue, if it's that her partner cannot see that they can't afford it, then it's like, then make that, then say like. Let's sit down and see what we can actually afford. Like, I, I feel like they I don't know. I'm so evasive that I'm like, well, f- just find a money reason that she has to compromise with you. Because it sounds like that's true anyways. And that's a pretty um, good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they can't afford what, you know, the, the lavish stuff in the first place. So she's going to have to compromise one way or another. And maybe that's an easier way to start the conversation uh, by but you're up- ruining her fantasy, Jamie. Oh, I know. You're oh. ruining her. Fa- this is, I can't believe we're talking about Bridezilla's again. We talked about this last week. <laughs> this is Bridezilla's. This is every episode of Bridezilla's where they walk through the door and you think, my God, they're having a $2 million ceremony. The way they talk mm. about what's going to happen at the ceremony. It's going to be this. <laughs> it's going to be that. And then the, and then by the, on the wedding day, you get there. And it's a picnic table with an right. open bar and a plastic uh, <laughs> tablecloth, and everybody takes home a chocolate bunny, and that is oh, what that and that is what that woman was screaming about. Chocolate bunny for right. six months, right? And yeah. for some reason, there is some kind of wedding-induced psychosis mm-hmm. that has to do with either some kind of a princess complex or. What this means in how you present yourself to the world. These people lose all ability to see anyone else, it, and they can only see red. 
Well, I have to say, I see red because it's very difficult for me to understand how anyone could put money into a wedding, a lot of money into yeah. a wedding. I think it is mm-hmm. very strange. And and I think take that money, invest it, put it into a you know, a mortgage properties a, a down something. payment yeah. for something. Like I, I don't understand. I don't understand that. It seems it seems like such a waste of everything. But then on the other hand, I I also sometimes wonder like, do marriages feel like you'll work harder at them if you spend more money at Ooh. the wedding? Jamie, what do you think? Is that a crazy thing to add to? It probably is pretty crazy. No, I see what you're saying though. I mean, that's that's very bleak if that's true for your like you're like I need to have a million people stare at me getting married or I or I won't actually feel very committed to it at all. I feel I mean I I feel for for the person writing the letter it sounds like you know like her partner has this huge fantasy that like she doesn't even fit into like where does she if right, if the fantasy makes it's her really uncomfortable then yeah right right that's oh, why the suggestion uh, to have a conversation where you say let's sit down and be realistic about money mm-hmm. you just have to know that that is the bubble pop and that this uh, person ha- is this you both know you can't afford any of this. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk about this. Oh, well, what if we had it at a castle? What if we had it at a summer camp? What if we invited 400 people, et cetera, et cetera? To me, I don't want to prescribe couples therapy because I think that, you know, I don't know if you can get it to go or not get it. I don't know how that works in your relationship. I don't know if think it's if it's something you've done before. If it feels extreme, like a wedding mediator, it would be Ooh, great if yeah. such a person existed. Truly, would, that would actually be a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you have to. We sort of gave this advice uh, the other week about the guy with the OCD, where we said uh, with Alaska Thunderfuck, where we said. You have to sort of get, you sort of have to express that you're ready to throw the towel on. And I don't mean on the relationship. I mean on the planning where mm. you have to find a way to quietly say, we have to talk about this. This is supposed to be something that happens between both of us. I feel completely on the outside of this planning that really we're not thinking in any way about what it is us as a couple, as opposed to what you want for a wedding, that those are two different things. Mm -hmm. And that I feel totally alienated by this process. And I also think we're being unrealistic about this process. And I don't really even know if this person can hear you, but I think you have to say, it's making me not want to get married. The only I want to be married to you because this is what the commitment means and what I and I want our lives to begin. But I am ready to go down to the courthouse tomorrow, and I don't want to show up to any of these events that you've planned. You will be getting mm. married by yourself in front of two hundred and fifty people if this is how you want to go about this. Because mm. I also think I think that's great, and also like. I understand that feeling of, and it's probably juvenile at this point, I get uncomfortable around a lot of straight people sometimes too, specifically straight men. I get, it does make me uncomfortable. And strangers. And strangers. Why would you need 
to be uncomfortable on your wedding day. To me, that really sort of, I understood that it kind of pulled at my heart a little bit. And I feel like that would have to pull at your partner's heart. Do you really, I don't know if you've yeah. expressed something like that. Yet, I wonder but, if it's actually been discussed or right. if it's, or right. if they're, they're in one of these moments, they're having a little bit of a moment of, I can't see you and you can't see me. Where they're just seeing what they both want instead of seeing each other. Also, is there, is this totally unromantic and shitty? Is it, what if, and Jamie, you were sort of talking about this at the beginning about the conversation. Is there like a limit? Is it really regressive for the letter writer to say, this is the top of what I'm willing to spend is this. So you're welcome to seek seek out something, you know, other funds from your parents or your family or this or that. It sounds like they're very involved anyway, but this is the most I'm This is what with. we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. But I do think there's another thing we have to be careful about, which is we've got an introvert and an extrovert here, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what attracted them to each other in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously mm-hmm. getting married that, all of this is tied up in identity for people that want to have a wedding and mm-hmm. for people that don't actually. Uh, and just because you're the quiet one doesn't mean she doesn't get any of the things that she wants. It doesn't sound like right. you are, are acting that way. It does sound like you, you know, you said we can have a party here and a party there, et cetera, et cetera. You just want to make sure the authenticity and the connection of what you're doing is still present and that it means something to you. But I think that there has to be a way. This is not what she's asking for and not what you're really talking about. But let's say the budget was $20,000 or something. And the only thing she cared about was her dress. You could say, okay, you can spend five thousand dollars of our twenty thousand dollars on your dress if that is the or on the band or on inviting 25 more people whatever the thing is that you're dying to have i'm gonna let Mm -hmm. you have one quarter of the budget to put towards that thing and then we have you know whatever in some way she needs to be indulged because because it is important to her to have this showy moment. Yeah. But there is no world where all of these things are going to happen. And you've got to get realistic. But it's going to be a a balloon pop for sure. I think that that's a pretty good, I mean, it's, it, the, the thing that makes me feel bad and what I wish I had more info on here is it sounds like some forms of compromise have already been proposed, but it doesn't, it's not clear like whether it's been proposed as a compromise or just like, here's a suggestion. I That's feel like yeah, you do kind of, you do kind of have to like bust out the pie charts at some point and <laughs> hope the conversation just like goes from there. I think that's a very good point, but I also think that's where we go back to this couple therapy, couples therapy idea, because this won't be the last mm-hmm. thing. And by the way, you like only, this. I want to interject with the couples therapy. A lot of times when people say they want to start therapy, there's an indefinite timeline for that. It doesn't have to be that way. Like we, um, my ex and I had a couple's therapist for our breakup. We already knew we were breaking. You already know what you need. You already know um, that uh, 
that that the wedding is the issue, you probably only need two or three sessions. Like That's you don't, a very good point. It doesn't mean because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people say therapy, you think, oh, I'll be in it for years, which of course, if especially yeah, if you're one on one, we need that to get happen. through this event. But this is an one issue right. you need to get through. So th- this isn't. This is like two or three sessions. You could probably figure it out. But yes, what you are going to learn, though, is that there's a much larger issue here that needs to be addressed in, Possibly. In, throughout your relationship. Doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker of any kind. It just means, if anything, this is a very positive moment. You're very happy in many other ways. People have different ideas about money and how it should be spent. That's always, almost always an issue in a relationship. And it makes mm. people feel all kinds of ways terrible ways, insecure ways, manic to spend it. I mean, there's so many, it comes, it's, it's like family of origin stuff. And Mm. this is just a good time to say, we need to find a way to hear each other and to, and to understand what our life is going to look like in this marriage. Because otherwise this is a person who's going to say, let's go look at houses to buy. She wants to go look at mansions, but all you can afford is a condo. You know, there's a lot of time wasted with these sort of things. But I think Brian makes an excellent point. Get in there for a few sessions and talk yeah, about what's get- really going on. But And Jamie, what you're saying is instead of just always offering, oh, how about this? How about this? Let's talk about what we're really talking about. Yeah. Yeah, just like sets. I mean, it it sounds like... Like like you're saying, like the the relationship just needs like some more clearly defined boundaries and places for the quieter partner to like make themselves heard when it counts, even if they're not going to be speaking up constantly. Like you just you just need that in a relationship that doesn't suck. I yeah. think I think worst case you could do you could put a gun in your own mouth and say <sighs> I that need is he's I not need, done yet oh, he's oh. not done. Go ahead. Oh, no. All I was going to say is you put a gun in your mouth <laughs> and you say, either we compromise on this wedding or it's curtains for me. And then <sighs> see, and then see what, what, what she says. Cause I bet she'll want to compromise <sighs> if it's that or t- taking your own I life. thought it was going to take a cute turn than that. And it didn't really. No, no, no. I just, I'm just, I thought, just get right to it. Cartoon gun. I, I mean, thought. you could dress up as like a princess or like yeah. as a dragon. I did or something. see a pink tutu when you said that. Yeah, you can make it look cute and then <laughs> sort of then bring out the literal gun. Oh, and then the yeah. twist. Oh, I right. like that. Yeah, so you set it I up. Think exactly. The the chaos solution to this problem that if I was really trying to like just burn a bridge, which of course you're not in this situation, but like uh, if if the quiet partner came in and started doubling down and suggesting like crazier and crazier and crazier stuff <laughs> until – the outgoing person had to be like, no, we can't have like, Whoa. well, that's yeah. good. You know, I, someone in a Scooby-Doo suit, you know, yeah, so like, let's have it at a dude wedding. ranch. Make let's do it at a dude ranch. Pump yeah. the brakes on it. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that idea. I do too. Yeah. I would like to see you what she would do. If she, you said, I've been thinking about it. We should just do this at a castle in France. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and make sure, or at Euro Disney and rent it out. What do you think? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what you're saying to me. Why Every don't we go time to Antarctica? You tell me you want to do it. Yeah. The penguins are already in formal attire. We don't have that, to do a thing. That's as <laughs> that's as realistic as what you have proposed for our wedding so far. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Why not? I like that too. All right, right. Let us know. Keep us posted. Yes. But you're not. The bottom line of what we're saying is you're not communicating. You're not communicating. Yeah. You're right. talking, mm-hmm. but you're not communicating. And yeah. just uh, yeah. I, Which yeah. one of you has a bird chirping at your house? 
It is me. An actual living bird inside your house? It's not As inside a pet? my house. Oh, I thought it it's was a outside pet. Your house. It oh, sounds okay. like a pet yeah. bird. It's a, oh, I w- no, I couldn't handle a pet <laughs> bird. Neither. They, they yeah. smell bad. No, I was, <laughs> I was shocked. It would die. It uh, would die. All right, okay. Brian, dear, you want to read this one? Of course. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, Jamie. My relationship of eight years has recently ended, and I'm doing my best to adjust to my new normal. The breakup blindsided me, and while I'm really upset by how she chose to end it, we were celebrating her 30th birthday, it's clear that the relationship wasn't working for either of us. I'm still really hurt and taking the feelings as they come, but the major thing I'm struggling with is living alone. I've always had roommates, and I'm very much a people person, so the overnight adjustment of always Having someone around to being completely alone has been devastating. I'm sure some of that is the breakup depression I'm in, but I really think this will continue to be an issue. I'm so thankful I make enough on my own to keep my house. However, I think having so much space is contributing to feeling more lonely. I'm sure this will be even more noticeable when my ex is completely moved out and I have two additional rooms. All of the emptiness just feels so uncomfortable. I've always wanted a dog, Mm. so I'm sure I'll get one eventually, but I've never really traveled, so I'd like to do some of that before I get one. Any advice you can give me would be amazing. Right off the bat, I can tell you, maybe part of the reason you're so depressed is because your ex's stuff is not all the way moved out. That could be a tiny part of it. Her stuff or his stuff, I, I can't remember. Their stuff needs to go for you to start feeling settled. You don't want to see constant reminders of this person. That's a really hard path to healing. Oh, Um, mm -hmm. And then we can springboard from there. But that's my first thing. Yes, there is a PS here, by the way. Oh. Oh. Some context if it comes up. What if it's like PS, I'm just kidding, all her stuff's gone. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Some context if it comes up. I have a great therapist. Okay. I have a great, oh, I see. I have a great therapist. I think this person's saying, I'm a 29-year-old bisexual guy. Yes. I'm the worst. Yeah. If I knew someone who could be a potential roommate, I would definitely go that route, but all my friends are settled. I definitely don't want to sell my house. I worked really hard for it, and the market is insane here. Uh, I live in driving distance to friends and family, but it's being the home alone part that's messing with me. Mm. Okay. So... It, that didn't actually really add much for me. No, not really. No. Um, it just sounds. It it sounds like once you're comfortable with your life again, it sounds like a great life. <laughs> it's, no it shit. Yeah. 20, I know. I was like, oh, you get two extra rooms. Oh my two god, two extra rooms plus you get to. I mean, listen, living alone is is really a wonderful thing. It's also nice to be coupled up, yes. of course, but it it can be a really nice thing if you if you Jamie, do you live alone? That's a maybe a too personal question, I, but. No, I, I, I live with my boyfriend, uh, okay. and I kind of, it's, I, I, maybe it's just like this year, but I kind of miss living like, I was going to uh, say, alone. you love right it. You. you love it when he goes yeah. to the grocery I'm store for right a there it's, with yeah. you. Yeah. I miss doing my alone stuff. Like it's, it's kind of, yep. yeah, he, he went away for the weekend a couple of weekends ago and I was like, Oh God, there's just like a whole other side of yourself when you're alone yeah. for the weekend. Totally. That it's just, even if you don't go anywhere or do anything, right? I don't know. I mean, it might be, it, it's definitely, I get why it's extremely uncomfortable for this person, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, it it's the worst advice ever. Like, 
chaos solution is become an eccentric Airbnb person. Uh, then you'll <laughs> yeah, always sure. have uh, freaks at the house. Uh, sure. You like if you want to have some social. I've I feel like I've stayed with people um, who like eccentric Airbnb people on the road before, where it's like I stayed with this guy in Indianapolis who had just broken up with his husband. He was uh, the vice president of the Indiana Gay for Guns chapter i'm so glad this is still going (laughs) they're alive and well yes and so it's like you can go that route there uh but but i i I just feel like you know with with time um you know you you might find that being alone uh in your house really isn't going to work but like you're gonna just find a whole new side of yourself if it's your first yeah. Time being with yourself since you were, you know, 21 or 22. It's like there's there's a lot in there. You're going to find stuff you want to do. And I got to say, um, when you're really low is is also can be for a lot of people, especially when you're alone. And I'm not yeah. saying you should isolate mm-hmm. yourself, but that can be a really, really wonderful space. I think what you were saying, Jamie, for creativity for readjusting maybe what you want in your life and what you might want. It can be, it can be a nice thing. There's a big, there's a big difference obviously between being alone and being lonely. Those are two different things. And, and being lonely sucks. Being alone can be really Mm -hmm. nice, but I say, yeah, you should, you should also travel somewhere. I will say as, as a, um, uh, as a gay man, when I travel places, because grinder means different things in different countries. Yeah. And when I, when you go abroad, Grindr's th- that specific app. There's like an app called Hornet that's more broken up, but Grinder is more of a social app. So you can say, like, I just, whenever I'm out of the country, I'll just get on Grinder and be like, hey, does anyone want to go for a drink or something? And then you hear about the places that they don't tell you in the guidebooks and to go there and to go. It's great. But, um, and so that's kind of a nice thing. Or you could invite, your friends for a trip, you could also say to your friends, I'm really lonely. Um, could we do like, does someone want to spend the night or can I come crash at your place? I did that during my break, last breakup. I would stay at my friend's house all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's fine. But I also will double down on the first thing of like, that person has to be actually for a period of time out of your life, not an aggressive or yeah, the stuff has nothing to go. With animosity. Yes. So stop holding on yeah. to this stuff. Make a plan for one of the two or the two rooms or the one of the two rooms where something you've been meaning to, whether that's your pottery studio. Of course, everyone always wishes sure. they had a pottery studio. Your uh, yoga center. Your, your, whatever, your meditation room, your, your reading frozen corner, yoga room. Yeah. your office, <laughs> your, your gift wrapping room, your frozen yoga room, whatever exactly. it is. Call Candy Spelling and ask what yeah, you do. Anything. Look up Candy Spelling. <laughs> That's one thing is that you can make a positive plan about how you want to transform the space once you get the stuff out of there. But mm-hmm. this is your problem, dear. You've been in a relationship for eight years. So now you're not, okay? Right. That's a big thing. You're going to feel alone for a little while. You're going to feel bereft. You're going to feel some grief. You have to feel those feelings. And instead of already trying to invite noise into your life and other people and distraction, I just have some news for you, which is you have to be uncomfortable for a little while. And And you can go to dinner. I mean, this is a person who's saying, I do go to dinner at my family's house. And then I come home and I feel lonely. Well, on some level, that loneliness is tied into something for you. Get the Wow Presents app and you can watch 
Drag Race Down Under, Drag Race UK, all these. That's what I do when I'm not feeling well. Or I just download and just watch shit. That's not good. Yeah, advice. just get a VPN. Just exactly. get a VPN. You'll be good to go. You'll be None good to of go. The, that's all great <laughs> advice. But the answer is try being alone for a while. You just spent eight years in a relationship that didn't work out because you didn't want to be alone. How many of those years, right. of the eight years, mm-hmm. maybe it was a great relationship for five years. Maybe it was a great relationship for two years. Maybe it was a great relationship for seven and a half years. I don't know. But on some level, that didn't work. So why don't you take a moment and figure out who you are before you start filling the house with noise? I think a pet is always a great idea. If you want a pet, I think a dog will enrich your life in Or in Jamie's case, a bird. Yeah. She has her birds. The bird that lives outside. I have a flock of birds. But I never have a problem with you bringing a pet in. But you need to figure out why you need, and some people just do. Some people like to be around other people and they like that noise, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a real moment in your life where you've got a little bit of quiet, a little bit of calm, and it's time for a little reflection here. And by the way, Mm. those are really, I don't know, the the 20s are tough. Those are, I don't, I don't for myself look back on- Right. So Ron has a thing about- 21 to 29. Ron has a thing about 29-year-old men. She thinks it's the worst age for a man. She thinks like that is, it really, because you realize that you're- Nothing like it. It's not good. How do you describe it, Ron? What's the elevator pitch for why 29-year-old men are so- Just because they they are on the brink of adulthood, believe it or not. They realize that they're going to die. They've just woken up and realized that they're going to die at some point. They're mm-hmm. either not successful enough yet or have no idea what they're going to do. Or maybe they're just starting to get a little success. Any of these things mm-hmm. all lead to them not knowing how to commit or being te- or wanting to commit so that they don't have to think about what they don't have. Da, 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 da. It is a shaky foundation. And mm-hmm. it's a disaster almost every time. But... <laughs> And then on top of that, the other thing is this guy's bisexual. Go sow your oats. Do whatever you want to do. Have fun. But this is the moment. This happens to everyone. It's called a breakup. It's depressing. And what are you left with? Everywhere you go, there you are. So now you have to figure mm-hmm. out who you are and what you're doing. And you're 29. You probably have, I mean, you're a homeowner. You have a good, that's wonderful. No kidding. Have, I was like, that's have, incredible. You've got you your shit together. Friends and family that you love. So many good things. Don't take those things for granted. But figure and, out what you're doing a little bit. And a trip and, would be marvelous as soon as you can take one. And I hate to mm-hmm. sound just ridiculous and full of platitudes, but. It is a thing of you you really just have to go through this now and not avoid it because it just 100%. that shit just creeps up later and starts oozing no out in places where you don't realize. Or you carry it into the next relationship and right. you haven't changed one bit. And yeah. you were the person twenty-one to twenty-nine is such a tr- seismic shift in your identity seismic. as a person. And seismic. you spent it with one person. Right. You or need whatever. To, you, yeah, you don't want to wrap your 21-year-old identity yeah. into the next relationship. That's for sure. Yeah. Time time to be uncomfortable, dear. How old we is your- We have plenty of space to do it. It's true. How old two, is your guy, Two extra Jamie? rooms. Yeah. How old is how your boyfriend, Jamie? 29? He's 26. He's got yeah. time. He's 26. I'm 28. Okay. Well, listen, I don't- I was- You know what? I was a goddamn wreck at 29. I'm not going to lie. I really yeah, was. 
It's a tough I plan year. on being one. It's a <laughs> tough year. As long as you really <laughs> lean into it and are, are aware of what's coming, then you could just be a mm-hmm. fucking monster all day long. Oh, it's yeah. Seeking permission to do it. I exactly. think it is like kind of the my my the last breakup I went through, I feel like I wish if I could have if I could redo that because it was like it, it sucked, but I, I just I felt so embarrassed trying to like look for new parts of myself and like navigate how I had changed since because it was a long term relationship. Okay. And I wish I had just felt less embarrassed about trying to figure out what I liked or like who I was outside of that person. Wait, so, what made you embarrassed? That's really interesting. Like what made you embarrassed? I don't know. What I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to do like stuff you do when you break up. Like I wanted to like try a new thing or like go I on see. a trip by yeah. myself. And I felt so self-conscious, self-conscious about yeah. doing things that felt like things you do when you break up. Eat, sure. pray, like, love. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. it's like I don't know. It's it's just it's it is a cringe experience. Or it can feel indulgent like, to a, yeah. But yeah. also that might be what you learn about yourself. Is I'm a person that doesn't really need to go on a trip. I'm a person that needs mm-hmm. to watch 15 movies, read a book, and and then start jogging again, and right. then I feel fine. <laughs> or take up cigarette or, smoking. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Sure. But. You have to be open to that happening instead of feeling like a sad sack sitting in your house. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be go, you know, walk the Great Wall of China. It can be, I'm going to watch those movies that that other person never wanted to watch. And you might hate them. Right. But Mm -hmm. you just have to move through this a little bit. And you have to stop looking for Well, you know what? The first thing you need to do is watch Blue Valentine. That'll cheer you right up. (sighs) Oh, that'll just, that'll flush a lot of stuff right out of you. (laughs) (laughs) That'll shift a few chakras. Exactly. (laughs) Dear Ronna, Brian, and beloved guest, about five years ago for my 40th birthday, I decided, I love this because this is a birthday question and I love birthday drama is even, is better than wedding drama, as far as I'm concerned. And as far as entitlement or something? In our world, yes. Yes, it is fun. We get some real birthday letters. Right. I decided I wanted to go to a resort in Cabo with my husband and my closest friend. Let's call her Masha. We stayed at a luxury hotel for two nights, and I picked up the cost of both rooms. I can't imagine that's going to come back to bite anyone in the ass. I'm sure that has nothing to do with what this letter is for. I'm sure sure. this letter (laughs) is only about, do I have any Cabo recommendations? Deba, it's not going to be, and I really resent the fact that, yes, I was thrilled to pay, but yeah. I chose to do it. I no. asked them to come. I paid for it. Oh, now Anna, you are right. Birthday questions are the best. Now, Masha is turning 45, which I think is a, a dig, I suppose. Oh, no, okay. Our letter right is also 45. She okay. turned 40. Okay. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. has decided she wants us to all go back to Cabo for her in, in asterisks birthday. Uh-oh. She has oh. asked me to help her plan the trip. I assumed that she would be treating this time since I paid when it was my birthday. But thus far, it has gone totally unmentioned. In fact, I keep hinting to her that we are cost conscious, saying we'd like to look at a more affordable at more affordable hotel options, etc. She has assured me that she will be happy with more quote down market lodging to accommodate our budget. Clearly, she has no intention of paying. It is driving me crazy 
that it seems to it uh, seems not to have occurred to her that maybe she ought to offer to pay. And I am now wondering if she even remembers that I traded last time. It wasn't last time. It was your 40th birthday <laughs> and you chose to throw a trip. It wasn't I took you out to dinner last week. You're taking me to dinner this week. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even worse. I'm now a bit paranoid that if she doesn't remember that I paid last time, she might be feeling resentful of me pushing for a low cost hotel when we stayed at a five star resort for my birthday. This is A plus spinning and I love it. This person is going right down the drain and I get it fully. I'm the same way. I totally get it. They are circling the drain big time. And yeah. I can't think of any tactful way to bring this up. And perhaps I just need to let it go, swallow my feelings, and shell out some cash to celebrate her 45th in style. But I can't help but feel hurt and a little resentful about the whole thing. And now I'm frankly hoping the whole thing just gets canceled. How would you, in all your infinite wisdom, handle the situation signed cashless in Cabo? She's not you is my first thing. Oh, this boy. Is, this is not a person who is you. No. So it was beautiful that you paid for these rooms at the luxury accommodations Correct. for your friends. That doesn't mean she has to. Mm. It doesn't. That was a gift, wasn't it? You gave right. her a gift, which, by the way, was five years ago. I don't know who could afford what five years ago. That's the I other thing. I don't know. I mean, it's very nice that she gave this gift five years ago, but I don't know that I would remember the exact like the exact specifications of a gift I received five years ago. Especially when, if you're paying for a hotel room, presumably the per- the hotel room you're paying for, the person who's staying in it, doesn't know what the price was. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think Why she does she knew. have to think about it? You gave her a gift. No, I, I agree. I agree. The problem that here is that she wants to, to go back to Cabo. So right. you're saying, Cabo, I guess it's your turn to pay. Right. Well, what if she has it in Napa? Is it is it still her turn to pay? I mean, you. This was a gift you decided to give because that's what you wanted to do for your fortieth birthday. And mm-hmm. I'm sure she does remember that you paid, and I'm sure she was very grateful. And then that was the end of it, which is what it should always be when you give someone a gift. They should love it, and they should remember it fondly. And that is what it is. And it should be given with no hope that anything is coming back in return. And this is, again, a money. This is a money thing. This is this money issue, just like with the wedding. People have different ideas about money and how to spend it and who owes who what and scorekeeping, et cetera, et cetera. And it is not even occurring to her that she should be paying for your trip because She's just, in fact, she's, it's a bit of an homage. You all had such a great time in Cabo that she wants to recreate that time that you had together. But, and she doesn't mind staying in a less expensive hotel because she really wants you to come and you are passive aggressively telling everyone, well, I don't have any money. I don't even know if that's true, whether you can afford it or not afford it. If you really can't afford the trip, then you you have to tell her and you don't don't have have to to go. No one, no one argues back with that. You know what I mean? I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Imagine how shitty it, you'd have to be. Afford it. Jamie, are you a birthday person? Like, are you a real just fucking nightmare on your birthday and makes people celebrate for a week? 
I not not a week, but I do love a birthday. Sure. Okay. Good. I like. You'll, I like. You'll when throw it's yourself an a party. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's like I. I don't like. I. I get stressed out when it's like even the idea of throwing a kind of birthday party that someone would even have to have the conversation of with me of like I can't afford to go. Then I would just scale the whole thing down and figure out something you know fun to do that all of my friends could afford to do or or like that i could help out with without laser it being a weird tag thing. yeah laser tag, you sure. know uh <laughs> you know a, a good old-fashioned chuck e cheese trip there sure. are ways sure. to do there, this there are you know That's meet right. up for a drink at a bar right yeah i just like as as long as everyone's uh there and paying attention to me uh, the location is not super important. I just um, want a lot of attention from as, really as many of my friends as will come. So <laughs> I'm happy to scale down the venue for and look more how cri- and, and look attention. how critical you were of Bradzilla on the first question. It's true. It's That's true. all she wants, Jamie. She just wants a big <laughs> birthday when she gets seen. married. Yeah, she wants everybody to look she at her doesn't. and say it's your day. But the difference is that if Jamie's <laughs> uh, uh Boyfriend. She can afford, Jamie can afford to have drinks for her well, birthday. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but also, <laughs> I, I have a feeling if, whenever, if, if, when, whatever, in this world, Jamie decides or, or to get married, let's just say. I, th- I bet she'd listen to her partner if, if her partner was like, we well, need we to all, talk about we this. We all think we would until we drink the Bridezilla Kool-Aid. And then we, we I, I mean, this woman's, uh, the first, the, she's got- And I shouldn't say listen balls. to a partner. I should say hear her partner. Hear, yeah. Well, the, but, I guess the, yeah, the problem with a wedding is that it becomes a double birthday situation and no one, yeah. no two people want the same- True. The same birthday. Right. I shared True. my sweet 16 with another girl from my oh, class. Oh, God. It was a disaster. We wanted different birthdays entirely. That's and we could how you became different birthdays. That's how you became a birthday person. That's how once I realized that uh, <laughs> I could just have my own birthday. Yeah. But did you end up landing on a compromise? We, uh, I, I guess so. I, I kind of forget what exactly happened. We, I, the whole thing was I had, I had access to a church basement, which was really critical to hmm. how we wanted to do it because we wanted a lot of people, but we couldn't afford a like space a that held space. a lot of people. You needed a function room. But my uncle was a janitor at a uh, at a church in Brockton, so we had access to a church basement. Very glamorous, Grace. Extremely good, <laughs> but but she seemed to think because she didn't like the church basement that she was then entitled to make all of the other right. party decisions. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, and dress up the basement and decide the music, and it was just it was a disaster. Oh God, how annoying. Well. This is not your birthday. So either mm-hmm. you want to go or you don't want to go. But your birthday, you paid for everybody. She's not paying for everybody. She either, it doesn't occur to her. She doesn't want to do it. She can't afford it. It doesn't matter. It was incredible. I mean, I can count on one hand the number of trips I've been taken on in my life where other people would say, come for my birthday. I'm going to pay for your room. That's an incredibly generous thing to do. But it mm-hmm. is certainly not a reciprocal event. I've only I done it one do time. Yeah. A few years ago, I rented a house in Palm Springs with like eight friends and I paid for the whole thing. And I, yeah, 
I never expected that to be returned for someone else's birthday. That was that your gift you to yourself. You made that choice. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. also a gift to yourself. Correct. You this wanted her there. This is what I want. You, you could have just gone with your partner. On some level, mm-hmm. when you give people that kind of gift, and Cynthia was, Dupree Sweeney was on a couple of weeks ago, and Arthur friend of us talking about her new book, Good Company. And we were talking about gift giving. And to some extent, whether it's the most benevolent thing in the world or not, you are exerting control over other people when you invite them to a dinner that you pay for or a hotel that you pay for or whatever it is, because you want them there. That is your way of saying, I want you here so badly. It would be a treat to me to treat you. And they can either accept that or not accept that. But they certainly, you don't think, well, I hope he's taking me to lunch next week after you take somebody out to dinner. I mean, that's just not, that's not a way to live, dear. The scorekeeping is really something that that catches up with you in this life. It just doesn't work out. And I'd also say if you if you really feel like you can't let it go, then don't go. Do on the not trip. go. She Great doesn't for spite. Yep. She deserves to have a nice time on her birthday. That's and right. if you're mm-hmm. going to be spite, you, that is such a good point, Jamie. Such a good point. I, if it's because I'm in, that sucks for everybody too. Because then you're going yeah. to Cabo for revenge and having a bad time on purpose, and you know, mm-hmm. bad apple. That's right. Yeah. And also yeah. I will say like just give your friend who it sounds like is your best friend or at some point was your best friend since yeah. you only invited her and no other friends for your birthday. Yeah. Um maybe I mean you know her. So you might you might know that she can't afford this. You probably do know whether or not she can afford to a, but B, give her the benefit of the doubt. I think as Rana said that was really nice when you you mentioned um that she wants to have fun like you guys did five years ago. Yeah, that's what the she tri- wants. Was the, that was the trip of a lifetime. She exactly. wants to recreate. She the loved situation. it. She wants to recreate it, and yeah. it's really your responsibility to say for yourself what you can and cannot afford. And believe me, you can at least rest your mind in thinking um, that what was the part where she really spun out um, about not being? I think it was something like, uh, oh, about. Well, she said, yes, yes. Well, she said, now she might think I'm trying to, but she says, uh, she might be feeling resentful of me pushing for a low cost hotel when we stayed at a five-star resort for my birthday. Yeah. I mean, that's right. just. Exactly. That's a, that's a, lo- a lot. But also if you're pushing for a low cost hotel as a way to punish her and point out to her that she's not paying for the hotel. Well, shame on you a little bit, because if it's her birthday and she wants to go stay at a nice hotel and she saved up this money to take this trip mm. and she just wants you there so badly, on the one hand, if that's genuine, we'd love to come. We could only stay at a less expensive hotel. Great. I want you there. I don't care where we stay. Let's pick a place everybody's happy with. That's the healthy That's the healthy dynamic. But if you're just pushing for the low-cost hotel to stick it to her, that she should, to point out to her that she should see right. that you can't afford another trip to Cabo five years later because you still remember down to the dime what you paid for her her room and her drinks on the last trip. Well, then shame on you a little bit because you're affecting her trip. Mm. If the money thing is really an mm. issue, then great, deal with it. But if it isn't and you're just using it as a tool 
then you need to look at that. Right. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Every, I'm so upset about everyone's problems this week. I know. <laughs> Brian. J- Rana. Now is the time of the show. Now is the time of the show, Jamie, where mm-hmm. we decide to send wherever our heart takes us, no totally. rhyme or reason to it, mm-hmm. who we think deserves maybe a little gift of the people who wrote in this week. Maybe we could send yeah. them something a little bit nice. So just to recap who our three contenders are. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. uh, the wedding planning distress mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, two different ideas for a wedding. It is, mm-hmm. and that would go to the letter writer. So um, okay. so the person who just is pumping the brakes a little on these lavish plans. Also, uh, the other contender is living, learning to live alone. And then finally, paying for a friend's birthday, birthday in Cabo. Who do you think of those three would appreciate a little something nice from us. I, my, my instinct is the, the second person, someone who has two rooms to fill with not their ex. True. True. Yeah. (laughs) Could use a little something. Yeah. Um, Because I, the, the other two people just need to communicate better. I don't think. Yeah. That's right. We're going to send him a labradoodle puppy. Love it, love it, and then you can have a whole bedroom for your dog. And if he's and if he doesn't want a dog, he didn't ask for at the exact moment. We could do a blow up doll, but I was thinking we could do a little labo candle. Nice, to sort of refresh. A little burn, a little sage, basically. That's a sort great. of Palo Santo mm-hmm. situation. Delicious. Where we're clearing the air, we're letting out. Please, and Brian it could not be more correct. Get all of that stuff out of your house ASAP. Yep. Even though, even if, especially if you're attached to the idea of it sort of still being there, just get it out of there. Yep. Time to Mm -hmm. fresh. Time for And then what I would do once it's gone, well, I don't know if you should do it before. I was going to say like he could shit on his clothes, but maybe don't. Well, we could do the Lilabo, Brian, or we could do the Mincia Trudan. Which are you feeling more these days? I got to say, I just Mm -hmm. got that. Palo Santo, Lulabo, and I, yeah. I mean, both candles are lovely, but yeah. that does feel more of like a cleanse. A cleansing, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll do the Lulabo Palo Santo. Nice. Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. So fabulous. We, Talking oh, with you, meeting you, me. all of it. I, I follow you on all things. You're so fucking funny and so delightful. So Tell um, people where they can get their so hands much. on you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can go to my website and watch the hot dog video sure. if you so choose. That's, They're all, that's... They've all already done that. JamieLoftus.xyz, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. .xyz, yeah. Okay. It used to be JamieLoftus'sInnocent.com, but then I lost that. I don't know why. Oh, weird. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm well, on Twitter. Well, whoever got it probably needed it a little more than you did. <laughs> my case was closed, so it's fine. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus Help or Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. And then I have a podcast. I have the Bechtel cast that comes out every week with my friend Caitlin Durante. It's a movie Terrific. podcast. Yeah. And then I have a show called My Year in Mensa that you can listen to as well. And then Kathy's coming up. And then Kathy's coming up in June. Kathy comes out at the end of June. So if you want to know everything about Kathy and hear Kathy ask me uh, when I'm going to get married, that will be the show for it. Do you have a title for that one yet? 
I'm still between so many different TBD. things, and they're all really embarrassing. Great. How uh, dare well, Kathy ask you when you were going to get married? Did you ask her how she looks in a bikini? Rana. <laughs> well, that's of all the questions, Kathy doesn't want to be asked. True. That's the question. Harsh, Jamie right, didn't want to be asked. Yeah. Harsh but fair. Uh, all right, dear. We are going to read a cliffhanger now. You do not have to stay okay. for this. This is the question that we read and then uh, we answer on Patreon at patreon.com slash askrana. So if you've got somewhere to be or you need to go feed your bird, you're very welcome to go. But if you want to stay and hear it, you can. And it is absolutely mental. I can tell you that. I will stay and listen. Oh, good, good. I yeah. think it's Jamie's kind of question, I have to say. Great. Brian, okay. you're going to read it. Okay. Sorry. There we go. Dear Rana, Brian, an esteemed guest, Jamie of, of Mensa. Your show has been such a delightful discovery. I started listening in the fall and went back to the beginning to get caught up. Thanks for the great advice and levity. Terrific. <clears throat> so far, so good. So far, so good. I'm a 36-year-old married woman in an ethically non-monogamous relationship with my husband. Okay. Okay. I think that means everybody knows that everyone knows what's going on. Got it. We've been together 13 years and about five years ago, we decided to try opening our relationship for friends with benefits. Suffice it to say there have been some fits and starts, but overall we've really enjoyed what it's brought to our relationship. It's amazing how honest you need to be in order to make it work. And we communicate much better than we did before we decided to make the change. Okay. That's, self-realized person, someone yeah. who looks mm-hmm. at themselves. We've ebbed and flowed with how actively we've sought <laughs> he, another. Here comes the part where it's not working. But got okay. it. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. No, I don't know. I'm, jo- I'm joking. No, but, I'm but joking. this sounds like, yes, we've yeah. just reached the edge of the cliff. Yeah. No. We've just reached we'll the top see. of the mountain. There's only one way <laughs> down. We've ebbed and flow with We've ebbed and flowed with how actively we've, we've sought another couple or single special guest star, depending on our lives. Okay. We have a toddler. So sexy. Hopefully you're inviting the special guest star over. And that toddler can just scream in the next room. (laughs) We have a toddler, so we weren't very active the past few years. Okay. And are now getting back out there. Okay. I met a young man on an app that's designed for non-monogamous couples and singles to meet each other. It's called Field. F-E-E-L-D. I've never heard of that. Okay. And we had a month of daily meandering chats that covered the general friend getting to know you stuff, some deeper conversations on our lives, and some technical discussion of kinks and interests. We really hit it off. So was there one couple in particular, I guess? Oh, I met a young man. I'm so sorry. And then this is one person. This is a young man. But it sounds like just she, I think it's a she, is talking to him. Okay, got it. Okay. After one if of I us have makes, that right. No, I think you're right. After one of us makes initial contact with someone, we loop in the other to meet the person also. Okay. When I tried to do this, the field guy was not very interested in responding to my husband's questions. Right. We finally met this gentleman two weeks ago, and something odd happened. My husband was chatting with him outside and asked for some clarification on how his open relationship worked. I had only gotten a vague answer on how it had changed over time and that she wasn't dating, but he was. Field guy said he needed to get something from his car and then left without a peep. I was confused. <laughs> I love uh, I know that is an internet dating app thing that I didn't even know was a thing. I haven't even heard of it. Maybe yeah. last year. People go they go on a million of these dates and people just go to the bathroom and don't come. What did they Brian? Take you off. said it was called Arana. 
in the UK, they call it a runner because it happens Doing so a runner. Doing yeah. a runner. We got a runner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was confused and called him and went down to talk. We had an exchange where he said he wasn't feeling comfortable with the group dynamic. I said I understood and he was going to leave. Prior to going... Oh, God. I can't believe I have to... Prior to going, he <laughs> asked if he could smell my foot. <laughs> <laughs> he had previously admitted <laughs> I just say I'm all for kinks but that seems to be way out of left field when you're trying to leave somewhere <laughs> sounds pre- like a different app altogether absolutely he had previously admitted liking the smell of feet and I was neutral to the whole thing so figured why not <sighs> so he goes home and we continue our chatting over the next week because past- why Right, great question is my question yeah this so I'm not weekend. supposed to give preview advice on these That's questions. Just, we only answer them on Patreon. You know what? It's a pretty good preview, though, of <laughs> why you need to go to patreon.com slash to get the answer to this. <laughs> this past weekend, I was talking with another guy who also said he and his wife are solo poly, meaning that one dates and the other doesn't. Oh, I see. Okay. So solo dash poly. Okay. He then shared a Facebook post she'd made about the experience. She was in a group for that specific type of relationship, and I thought it was interesting. So I sent the info to Field Guy, saying maybe his lady would find it interesting as a resource. Uh, what is? I know. Honestly. What do you want? This is what you want is a more complicated relationship. This, this is actually outside complicated. of your relationship. Correct. He reads my. Message I have and- more. I have more respect for the foot sniffer now than I did before. Sure. He got what he wanted. He wanted by a the foot way, sniff. Listen, he that's that's how you succeed <laughs> in this life. He wanted to sniff someone else's wife's foot, and he got to do it. If you want something, you have to ask for it. Yeah. He reads my message and says nothing. The next day, he unfriends <gasps> me on Snapchat. <laughs> he unfriends me on Snapchat, disconnects on field, and blocks my number. I am flabbergasted based on how it had been going until uh-huh. I put it all together. He avoided my husband's texts asking about his girlfriend. He literally ran away when asked in person. And then apparently my interest in sharing a resource was the last straw. It appears he was doing this without her knowing. And he used me to cheat and smell my feet to boot. Says who? Says you. And that wasn't all he wanted to do either, had the night gone off as planned. It really irritated me because we had a conversation specifically about ghosting. And agreed we liked actual communication and honesty. Unbelievable. Ha. Huh. So in my annoyance, I decided to do some friendly internet sleuthing to see if I could find him and contemplate outing him to what? his unsuspecting girlfriend. <gasps> well, out for our initial meeting, he bragged he couldn't be inter- internet stalked because he shares a name with a celebrity. We're, well, sorry, field guy, but you can. Oh. He also apparently shares his name with someone else important. His dad, who owns a local optical <gasps> shop. So here's my question. This what do I do with this information? Too, <gasps> I'm this is to, only for you, this question, Brian. I am trying to tamp down the desire to get back at the scoundrel for bringing me into the fold under, under, into his fold under false pretenses. For some reason, it offends my sensibilities more for a person to claim their partner knows their, no, their, their partner knows over an old-fashioned behind-the-back cheater. Do I toy with him? Do I pretend to need glasses and dis- Oh, this is for me. Do I pretend to need glasses I, I, and discover it's the dad of the guy I dated, hoping he mentions it and makes him supremely uncomfortable? Wow. Do I tell the dad his son referred me and that I'm worried his dog is really sick because I haven't heard from him? I'm quitting the show. There are a lot of options, and Brian, I especially need your wisdom. Meg. Feel free to use my real name. 
Jamie, I have to tell you, that is the first. We have we've gotten some doozies. There's never been wow. one like this. Never. I'm so ne- glad I stayed. I don't think <laughs> that we've was even honestly. Had a- you're right. That was worth it. I don't <laughs> think we've even had a foot sniffer before. We've never had a foot sniffer. We've never had a solo poly. Oh. We've never. There's so many firsts in this question that I can't yeah. wait to Congrats tackle. Congrats to you both. Thank wow. you. I'm so. <laughs> Thank you, I do feel the little I know about you and your sensibility, Jamie, that you enjoyed hearing that question. Definitely. I yeah. really loved it. Yeah. I really loved it. She That's likes, just Jamie keep likes discovering, you know, things that are odd. For she sure. loves a good aberration. She I'm not saying sexually. Aber- I just mean the hot dogs. That's no, what I mean. but this is the these are the this is these are the outliers. Yes. We have to love I the love outliers. It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nothing uh, better than a subculture. Jamie dear, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jamie. We will see. I bet every person that listened to this podcast, I bet we'll see them on Patreon this week at patreon.com slash jazzgaron. I can't imagine we won't. Where they could get the wild. answer to this. Wild. Uh, and what can we say? We, we are just delighted to have been here with everyone for the last hour. I don't know why my, I'm getting sentimental. Um, and we look forward to seeing everyone soon. Also, I just want to say, Rana, on our next Patreon yeah. or our next Quiff, yeah. can the first, we do a, like a movie festival um, yeah. where we watch movies with our patrons. Sure. Can our first movie, can our intro movie be discussing the hot dog video? Honestly, I could talk about the hot dog video for about 45 minutes. Well, maybe minutes. we'll just talk about it on the next Patreon and then yeah. we'll answer a couple questions. All right. Everyone should okay. go to Jamie's website and watch the hot dog Jamie video. Jamieloftus.xyz. Because we're going to talk Follow about that on, on Patreon, too. Definitely. And I'm going to see if I can find out where those hot dogs are sold. Because I want to know if any if anyone has ever had one of those. The brand was mm-hmm. like Lubdell or something like that. I'll have to look at it. Oh, that's but, my um, okay. That's yeah. my uh, 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 safe word. Oh. Yeah. What a cool... Wow. What, yeah. a co- what a coincidence. You're going to love this video. You're really going to love this video. <laughs> I think this is going to turn me on. Just yeah. for you. Yeah. All those hot dogs, Brian. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing this fruit loves more than some hot dogs. <laughs> I hope fruit never goes out of fashion. I love I hope, the word fruit. I hope there's never a fruit backlash. There's been so many backlashes against so many uh, derogatory names, and I hope fruit survives. Listen, we reclaimed queer. Yeah. I'm all about reclaiming fruit. Let's get fruit back into the Fruit vernacular. needs to be back in business. Yeah. I'm with you. Thank you, all Jamie. Right, yeah. Kiss, kiss. Thanks so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.